You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I just draw a blank. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to <laughs> another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. My name is Julie Gus's mom. And I'm Tracy Emma's mom. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> and on the line, we have Shanti calling from Arizona. Good morning, Shanti. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Um, it, what, What's the weather like for you right now? Today is actually like overcast, but it's still like in the high 90s. And I think it's still going to be in like the hundreds the rest of the week. Wow. Get, what's that life like? Shanti's been in Erie, so she knows what Erie weather is like. Yeah. How different that is. Yes, yeah, so different. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's The high today is like 59, so. <laughs> yeah. I almost had to break up my winter jacket this morning. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't smell to- winter. <laughs> so bad how long have you been in Arizona Shanti I mean I've been here my whole life pretty much okay you visited Erie yeah 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 gone but I've been in Phoenix since I was five months old so and that's where you're living now right yeah Mm -hmm. cool yep got it well Shanti reached out to us from our call out on Julie Swanson's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> and then I, I felt bad because I was like, Tracy, send, send it to Tracy. And she's like, Tracy, email me. I'm like, yes, yeah, sorry. I just pass it along. <laughs> I'm the oh, no scheduler <laughs> of the podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Julie's the editor of the podcast. <laughs> We're looking to Somebody, fill that position. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be. We should just show up and record. Oh, and... my gosh. That's so funny. So thank you for reaching out. Yes. Jenny. That means a lot to us. Also, yeah, reminder for, the, for having me. Yeah. The listeners to do the same thing if you would yeah. like to be on our podcast. Reach out to Julie. She'll send you to Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, right, Shanti? Yeah, and here we are. Yeah. yeah. Are. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't know anything about your story. So are you married? No, I'm okay. not. And I, um, I'm actually not even, I'm not with um, my ex who I had had the miscarriage with. We're actually not together anymore. We're still on speaking terms and um friends but yeah we're actually not together so we had been together for about three and a half years when I found out last August that I was pregnant and we weren't um necessarily trying mm-hmm. but not trying mm-hmm. but we kind of kind of like had had some rocky points in our relationship um and we were living together and so um but then when I got pregnant we were kind of like okay let's you know, we were excited, and he has a daughter. His daughter's, um, she was 19 at the time, because he actually had her when he was, like, 17. So, anyways, we um, found out we were pregnant in August, and then um, started taking prenatals, and we started getting excited, and um, we had told my mom and his mom and then his daughter and then I you know called the doctor right away to set up my first appointment to get in and um it was my first pregnancy too so we 
they said come in on your on your eight weeks eight when you're eight weeks like right. based off the time and what I had told them how old are you now I'm 34 now okay. and last year I would have been 33 is that what is the technical line of like right is it like 35 I think it's like 35 m- maternal age you're like what uh yeah they yeah. Don't call it advanced do they they call it ha- uh I thought it was like advanced I don't, I don't think th- I think that's a nice way of saying it sometimes I think it's like this like basically you're old yeah get in get in here right yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay so you um found out you were pregnant you called the making appointment and you go in at eight weeks which is that standard eight weeks i think so. i don't remember that yeah okay i mean unless there's something happening before then so did you feel good about the eight weeks or were you kind of anxious or what were your emotions about that I was like, oh, well, can't I, I think I had asked like the, the front, the receptionist. I was like, oh, well, can't I come in sooner? And she's like, no, they don't like to do it um, mm-hmm. until eight weeks because sometimes they can't get a heartbeat. Even then, at eight weeks, she's like, they can't. So she's right. like, our, our here at our office, that's kind of like the standard. She's like, some offices might be six weeks, some might even be ten. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well then, I'll just, I'll just go with that. Yeah, it's the waiting um, game. Yeah. Yeah, and so I guess that was about about a month. About because I had found out August twenty third I was pregnant, and then I was going in September thirteenth. What were your symptoms so, to take a pregnancy test? I was well. I was a week late, but even before that, I think I was starting to just feel really nauseous, and then having you know sore breasts, and then. I remember I, was, I could smell everything like Ooh, heightened a sense lot of smell. and then like I wasn't sleeping that well either like during the night and then I just was having um drink like I was trying to have really vivid dreams too I remember isn't that interesting how early in a pregnancy so many things are already wacko mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they're, yeah they're heightened it's immediately already, almost it, yeah, yeah it's that's all kind of I mean, it makes sense, but it still boggles my mind at the same time. Yeah, and just being more, I think, emotional. And so I just could st- kind of start feeling that. So then I took I took a test. And so, yeah, I was okay. And so then I waited for that appointment um, until I went in that Monday on September 13th. And then they said they couldn't find a heartbeat, but they also said, oh, well, your dates could be your dates could be off. Are you for sure that's when your your last period was? And I was like, yeah, because I just track it in an app. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, well, it still could be. Sometimes it still could be early on to find the heartbeat because they were measuring at um, six weeks and and four days, and I should have been like right on eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So she um, was like, well, what we're gonna do is she's like, don't worry, like. You know, don't worry but then you go home up. and just worry right <laughs> yeah yeah and she's like we'll um have you come back in two days and do the hcg um like the, the blood test to see if you're i guess if your levels are du- are doubling or they're supposed to be doubling. so they took your blood then on that day and then they said return in two more days and we'll take another blood draw yeah okay correct and I didn't really know I was kind of like still I guess naive but mm-hmm. then like kind of a little worried then because I 
they didn't have a heartbeat, but then I also knew sometimes that it can be a possibility not to find it that early on, right. but then, so, and then, of course, like, I went home and was, like, kind of Googling what... Dr. Google. The HC, yeah, <laughs> what the HCG test was and right. everything, and it's saying, like, you're supposed to double, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily... Every situation is different, so right. I was like, okay, well... That's not helpful. Yeah, so I was like, okay, so then I went home, and then... Um, that next day, actually, that Tuesday, so I went, I was going to go back on Wednesday, but the next day, Tuesday, I started a new job, actually, at a new mortgage company, um, and they didn't know I was pregnant, because I didn't tell that to them, obviously, at this point, right. so I had already had to tell them, hey, on Wednesday morning, I'm going to come in late, I have to go to a, a doctor's appointment, and they were like, okay, no worries, because I don't get my blood drawn, so went to work for the first day on Tuesday at the new job, Wednesday... Um, wins, stopped at the doctor's on the way in, got my blood drawn, and then she's like, we'll call you with the results and email it in the portal. Oh, so I was, portal. That's yeah. Portal. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, okay. So then I waited a couple days that Friday as I was driving into work. Um, I had just parked and they were calling me so I answered and this would have been like my fourth day going into this new job and then she told me the nurse had called me and told me the results but she didn't she just kind of read them and she's like so the doctor said your your levels are lowering by this amount of number mm. and to keep coming back until she wants to keep monitoring you until you're at zero. Oh my gosh <laughs> I was like, I, I, most people, like I, the only reason I kind of knew what she was saying was because I had Googled what that was, right. but like being someone, if I hadn't Googled that, that's newly pregnant or, you know, for other women out there, no one really knows what that would mean. I was like, oh, so you mean that, that, that means I'm going to miscarry. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay and she's like yeah so just make sure you wear lots of um like you know you have pads and you're gonna be it's gonna be like a, a heavy period that's kind of what she told me <sighs> she just kind of made it sound like very business like she was, yeah yeah it was very and I was just like well are you sure because I'm not like I don't have any symptoms like, right yeah, I still right. felt pregnant. I felt, felt nauseous, everything. Mm. I hadn't been spotting or bleeding or anything. And she was like, um, nope, like this, you know. And I was like, well, are you sure there's anything we can do or look into this and make sure? She's like, no, we don't usually do that until we hit like two or three miscarriages. And it's, you know, it's just a um, chromosomal, I think it's what they call it, a chromosomal defector like I think I just like, got an instant headache from the biggest eye roll I just yeah. made <laughs> yeah <laughs> two, oh, like, we, oh we okay. need you to actually experience two to three miscarriages before we look into this right yeah right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Processing, processing processing so okay so let's let's be let's time out for a second okay so we know that conversation happened and we can sit here and and eye roll which we just did what what would we like to hear from the lady on the phone that called you? What would make us not eye roll? What would make us feel, you know, loved and validated and mm-hmm. cared for mm-hmm. on that phone call? Can we just brainstorm and problem solve for a second? Sure. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> like, what would you, because, right, that, that news is not easy, so it's not yeah. like, 
it's yeah it it doesn't need the to news be, won't change right but yeah. what can we what can we put around the news that makes mamas feel not that way any yeah. thoughts yeah <laughs> I feel like Shanti I mean, the mic's in your yeah. hand <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like just by I think just be being more com- like comforting or even more yeah. like breaking it down into um like that someone can understand because I'm not a doctor or nurse right right. you know so a lot of people don't understand when you're saying medical terminology you know you kind of need to like break it down and even if that nurse maybe isn't the best at bedside manner manner or like that comforting but there is a way I feel like they could you could go around at least doing it to make the you know because I know like it's like okay let's be realistic for for them to bring you in the office and to deliver right. that news that's not gonna happen right right yeah. so it's like okay well can we can we deliver it anywhere else well no uh, unfortunately probably the phone is the place is the only option right it just it just is not gonna happen for right. you to you know be brought in and do all that but yeah I think even leading with I'm so sorry you're experiencing a miscarriage yeah. and yeah. here's why yeah does that feel yeah. better or like, yeah. here are some things that I can suggest that you do, right? Um, maybe like some, you know, because like hearing the words, you're going to need some pads. It's going to be a heavy period. It's actually more than that. Right. And that kind yeah. of dismisses Emotionally, that it's more than that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. wait a second. Um, no, maybe that's just a heavy flow. This, this is, yeah, this is actually yeah. like emotionally tied mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. There's so much into that right. sentence. Right. Or statement, I should say. Um, but like, can that be? Can that be like almost pulled apart and explained like you would a, a toddler to something? Right. Like, right? Yeah. You have to explain things to understand. So this is gonna happen. This is what you like. This should is probably be experience. Hard. Yeah. Even, like validate. Like right. this is it's scary. It's gonna be hard. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Woof. Because I, you know. One in four, pre- we know one in four pregnancies end in loss. And I d- don't know, I'm not, a, whatever, uh, don't research. But I think the majority are early term pregnancy losses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so these women, this frequently happens every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these women are dealing with this by themselves. Or, right. you know, I mean, they're made to feel, oh, it was just a heavy period. It wasn't right. a baby. Or, right. but I yeah. don't know, all of these other things that go around this, right. these early term pregnancy losses. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This year's Emma's Footprints Memorial Walk is taking place in three different locations, Erie, PA, Pittsburgh, PA, and Melbourne, Florida. This memorial walk gives friends and families of those who've experienced a pregnancy and infant loss the opportunity to gather and remember the lives of their babies. If you know someone or maybe you are that someone who has been touched by loss, please head to emmasfootprints.com Find the events tab and click the walk that you would like to attend. Create a team or join one for this year's memorial walk. We walk to remember, celebrate, and support Emma's footprints. So you're driving, get this terrible news, and then do you take yourself to work or do you take yourself home? I so I called Jesse and told him, and he was he was kind of like, well, like let's like let's not get so like scared yet he's like you don't have any symptoms maybe they're wrong and I was kind of like well yeah that's right but then I was like well this 
this is what they're telling me. I was like, like, well, like, let's see what happens. And then I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go into work. And then I went into work and I got to my desk for like five minutes. And then I, I mean, I thought I was going to be fine going in, but then immediately I had to step out and I called one of my, one of my girlfriends, actually, I had told one of my friends that I was pregnant and I had called her and talked to her outside on the phone and she was really comforting and, um, you know, and was there and was listening to me, which was really nice. And I messaged my boss cause he wasn't in yet and was like, Hey, I had to step out and take a call, but I'll be back in. And then I had been outside for probably a good half hour and he had, I was getting ready to walk back in the office. Cause I was like, you know, I actually am, am going to go home because I was crying and upset. And he happened to walk out and he saw me crying and he's like, Hey, I hope everything's okay. And I didn't want to tell him right? because yeah. I had just started and, um, he was like, you know, go, like, take whatever you need. Let us know if you can do anything. And he was really um, great about that and understanding. Um, so then I went back home and um, Jesse met me back at home. And I remember even on the way, I had about a half hour drive to go into work, 45 minutes or so, actually. And I called my mom. She was actually out of town, which her mom doesn't even live in Phoenix. She lives about two hours up north in Prescott. But her and my stepdad were on a trip out of town, and so I called her, and I was upset, and, you know, I called her on the way home when I was driving home, and then I got home, and Jesse and I just, like, kind of took it easy. Um, I had told a couple friends, and because at that point, none of my friends had actually known that I was right. pregnant, um, but they were, you know, a couple of our friends said, oh, come over and hang out, and I was actually up to that that evening, like, that day. I didn't do much and then I just want to speak to how awesome it was that your boss kind of just let you go yeah. without having to yeah. without you having to explain right mm-hmm. and I think that's huge like he, yeah. huge snaps for that employer because yeah. I know not all employers are like that and even it's if hard they to didn't know what was going on they might not be as sensitive yeah. and so understanding yeah yeah great. definitely and I and I really appreciated that and um the next day I actually called him on Saturday because it's kind of like oh I might I need to kind of explain myself because I might have to miss again still because now I was thinking well when is I don't know when this is going to happen because she just said go home and wait she didn't give me like any options I didn't know of anything and so I had actually called him that Saturday and he was um he had actually shared with me that him and his wife had experienced a couple miscarriages oh wow and I thought that was actually really, you know, that's vulnerable um, of him. Yeah. Yeah. Very vulnerable. Yeah. And he's like, he was like, you know, we have three kids now, one on the way, um, but we've experienced that. And that was really nice of him. And then, so then the weekend kind of went by and then I went back to work that Monday because I kind of felt like, cause he was like, take the time you need. But I felt like, even though he was saying that, I was like, well, I just started this job. I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. And I went back on Monday um, and I'd had a meeting with the owner. Cause after a week they wanted to kind of see, like just see how things were going. That was your first and week I, at work. <laughs> yeah. Kind of and a I, blur. <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> and I told the owner briefly, and he was very understanding too. He's like, feel free to take the time you need. Um, and then that Monday night, I went back home and I was like, I really did not feel up to going to work the next day on Tuesday. And I was starting to actually feel like a lot of cramping. Mm-hmm. So that I just told my boss the next day, I'm like, actually, I am going to take a couple days, like you, like you said, um, 
I was like, I just need some time. And he was like, okay, yeah, take the time you need. And then that Tuesday, um, I just stayed home. Me and Jesse just stayed home. And then we did have an appointment for Wednesday to go back to the doctor to um, do another ultrasound just to confirm it. Because she had said, she did tell me that on the phone. She's like, if you want, you can come back and do another ultrasound to confirm it. And then at first I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that. But then I was like, yeah, I guess I will do it because I want to make sure this is right actually happening. And my sister-in-law, she's a nurse and she's um, had have, has three kids and has had a miscarriage. So she kind of was like, yeah, go back in and um, do an ultrasound to confirm it. And then I kind of was at that point, like kind of getting anxious because I hadn't I didn't know when it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I had it, nothing had started. And then I didn't really know my options. I think I kind of just, I had talked to actually another friend of mine um, that we had kind of lost touch, but we kind of came back in reconnection this last year um, who had had a miscarriage a month before, but she did a, a DNC. Mm-hmm. So she was given options and she's like, really? Your doctor didn't give you like these right. three options, like waited out um, DNC or the, the miso um, prostol and I think that's how you say it and then she was like yeah you should talk to them when you go in tomorrow for your ultra for the ultrasound and I talk about those options because maybe you know waiting would be kind of hard especially with a new job mm-hmm. and so I went in Wednesday and they confirmed it was still no heartbeat and then that's when the doctor she had told me she and I had been going to her since I was for over 10 years like 13 years but I'd only gone for regular checkups but she kind of was just like she said well at least your odds are good you know you like I would take those odds to Vegas at least you know you can get pregnant oh to Vegas (laughs) interesting and I was just like okay that's really what she's saying right now she's like well yeah we can do a DNC but the doctor that does DNC is currently out for two weeks and the other doctor in probe. Vegas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and the other doctor is has COVID or something. So she was like, so we could get you into a, a, another place around here. Like I could refer you somewhere, but then you're going to have to be like a new patient and everything like that. So she's like, the DNC sounds really complicated. Actually... Yeah. <laughs> Way like, to make okay. me really feel validated. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay. So she's like, or you can do the miso, the pills that you insert. She's like, or just wait. And um, you're like, none like, of the well, above. Go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Next. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. So I left. She's like, well, think about it and give me a call back either today or tomorrow if, if, if you decide you want it rather than wait. And we can. So then I thought about it like for a few hours and I was like, well, I'm going to do the the pills that you insert because I, I called and they seemed like from the research I had done, it kind of seemed like it was. I haven't done that much research, but it seemed like it was the okay route to go. And I was nervous about being put under and the DNC wouldn't even happen for a while. So I decided to have her call in the, the, the pills to do those. So I started those the next, the next day. And I... Were your cramps um, getting worse, like over these couple hours, you know, two days? Or was it yeah, kind of like low laying? they were kind of getting worse they weren't that bad like it wasn't unbearable and it was just and I still wasn't bleeding or anything like that so then I decided to take the pills that that um 
next Thursday night. So by that point, it had been a little over a week since yeah. she had still told me about it. So in that, like, they had said the baby was stopped growing at six weeks and four days. So really, my body still hadn't um, naturally, like, started the miscarriage process. Like, they were right. saying it was a, mi- a missed miscarriage. Um, so then I started the, the, the pills that Thursday night because you have to do them, I think, for two days it is, every, like, six hours, insert three and then they just said it's going to be really a heavy heavy period you were like not going to want to leave the toilet and I kind of did that because I was like well I guess this is what I'll do I don't want to wait I do want to get back to work because I ended up telling my boss I'm just going to take the rest of the week off yeah so I did I did it and then I started at like midnight that night because I kind of wanted to try to be a sleep wallet Mm-hmm, I guess right. while it was happening because she yeah. said it was any yeah so did it at like midnight and then that Thursday and Friday I stayed home and that's when it was like the whole process started and it was a lot um like what they had what they had said everything and like emotionally and I was you know really upset about processing everything and then um it, so then that it started just like a I guess like a heavy period like they were saying but it was more than that and then um, it kind of started to taper down as it would, and they said it would last for one to two weeks, and then oh. you you would gradually oh like gosh, bleed Auntie. bleed less. So I was like, okay. And then I went back to work that Monday. So I went back to work that Monday. Went back to work for a full week, and it was still like you know a period. And I even at work a couple of times, I remember having like a lot of like I guess tissue and blood so I was like well this isn't fun but so I went to work and then that Sunday which would have been October 3rd so now at this point it had been 11 days since I had taken the 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 pills Uh um all of a sudden I woke up that Sunday morning and I was like I felt really really tired and I felt actually like sick like a sinus infection or like I thought maybe I had COVID, but I never had COVID. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I hadn't had I hadn't had COVID, and then I that woke up that morning feeling tired, and then I went and got like a drive through test just to make sure I didn't have COVID. And then it was a day it was a day before where it would come back with the results or whatever. And then the next day it said I didn't have COVID. But anyways, that night on that Sunday night. I started feeling really crampy again and then all of a sudden it was like kind of like gushes and gushes yeah. of bleeding and I was I didn't know that was going to happen because I had it would pretty much had stopped like it was nearing off and pretty much had ended so I had pretty much thought that was the, re- the end of the miscarriage right. and then all of a sudden that night it was way worse than even when I had taken the pills wow. like it was like within like 20 minutes I went through like four pads and then I was on the toilet and then I called the on-call doc on-call doctor and he was like yeah you need to get 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 into the hospital oh wow just to he was like just because you're bleeding so much he's like you want to make sure that's all been completed so he's like get into the hospital because at first I was like oh should I go to the hospital or should I just wait but then I was afraid I didn't want anything bad to happen right. to me so then we, we went to the hospital that night and we were there from like 
I think 7.30 p.m. till about 2 a.m. Wow. Where, like, a lot of that was waiting, too. And then they confirmed um, that the miscar- it was the rest of the miscarriage, oh and it was all complete. But she was like, that doctor was really nice, and she was like, um, go, go back to your doctor, though, and make sure in two weeks that it's all been complete and have them draw your blood again just to make sure. So from start to finish, this sounds like it has been like a four month time span, but what was it like two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It was like two weeks, three weeks. I originally had found out on September 14th that there was no heartbeat. This by now we're October 3rd. Oh my gosh. So then I, the doc went home from the doctor and I had text my box again that night saying, Hey, I had to go to the hospital. I'm also not feeling well. I, I'm waiting for my COVID test to come back, but I'm just also like feeling like I'm, I have a cold or sinus infection or something. And then it's like, no worries if we need to take tomorrow off. Well, I didn't actually, like we, we were at the hospital till two something. We didn't get home till like three. I ended up working that morning at like seven just because from home, because I just felt like I, I felt like I had already missed time and I had just started this job. So I was like, I'll just work from home. So I worked like a half a day that day. And then I was feeling, meanwhile, well, then I was actually still bleeding a lot again. Meanwhile, I was still feeling like sick, um, like a cold. So then I I did like a virtual appointment with my doctor that Tuesday, like my normal just family physician. And he was like, I don't know, because then I started having a fever. I worked the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then um, he did in a, He's like, well, I think you should go do another COVID test. And then it, I went and did another COVID test that Wednesday. And then I was positive with COVID. And oh, then all wow. of a sudden, like, yeah. Yeah. So then that so Thursday, then you... my boss is like, take off work. He's like, just take me, do me a favor. He's like, I need you to get rest. He's like, I know you've been through a lot. And he's like, take off the next few days. And then um, you go into, like, isolation on right. top of already feeling isolated. Isolated. <laughs> Yeah, so layers of and, then, and it was kind of weird because then it was like, then I couldn't smell or taste, and then I had like all that, and it was kind of weird how I went from being pregnant to being able to like smell everything, Ugh. and then all of a sudden to like not taste and not smell anything, and then going through COVID and then having um, a miscarriage at the same time was kind of all like a lot. It's all like once. a cluster, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna take the rest of the year off. Yeah, I'm done here. Where's my Where's my yeah. clock out timeout <laughs> card? Like, close. Yeah, shift as I'm Yeah. In. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Man. So what? Um, did you name your baby, or did you just not really have time to process that, or what did that no, look like? We, le- leaving the hospital. We never. We never named our baby we we kind of did talk about it but then I guess we never knew if it was boy or girl right I mean there were a couple times where I felt like it was a girl but I don't know if it was um so I had like names in mind but we never actually get um named named the baby well Emma's footprints tip you can always name your baby at any time. Could be ten years later. We're yeah. naming your baby. Hundred <laughs> percent. We were at work the other day, and Tracy's like, "I think it's time for her to name her baby." I was like, "I think she's gonna say no." <laughs> I'm like, "She can say no." <laughs> but I think that's people don't realize that. Yeah. First of all, you can name your baby if you didn't know it was a boy or girl. You yeah. Have an early term loss. You and can yeah, absolutely name your baby. Yeah. 
Um, if it's been five years and, you know, right. you can name your baby. Yeah. Please hear us when we say that. She's we, giving you permission. Uh, well, yeah. And I've, I've seen that happen. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in conversations where, right, either it's, oh, it's been three years or mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a boy or girl. And, you know, we've walked that journey with these moms and then whatever. When the time is right, I've right. seen them name their baby. Right. And then I've seen such a change in their grief. Right. It's this interesting. Yeah. It, it is. You know. It is. And it's like they just needed permission to say, you can name your baby. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. That don't, it yeah. doesn't matter how long it's been. You right. It doesn't matter if you didn't know it was a boy or girl. Right. You can do that. Like, what? And then when they do that, yeah. the, the healing that happens afterwards, you know. Yeah. That's not talked yeah. about. Yeah. So we're here yeah. when you're ready, Shanti. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, I mean, yeah, Arizona, what kind of support is there for pregnancy and infant loss? Or do we need to so, come to Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. There's not, I mean, there was, I like at first I did Google some things. I was trying to find some things and I couldn't find anything for a while. And then Did you know recently, about our organization when you, when you went through your loss? Cause you kind of know Julie question mark or no. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, I knew about it. Um, when I was going, like when I had gone through the loss, cause I do know, like I know Julie through, um, her social media, but <laughs> she's Insta yeah, famous. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. I, well, cause my, I used to go to Erie cause my ex-husband that I was married with, that I was with for 10 years, he was from Erie. His family oh, was from Erie. Okay. So that's how I had known Julie because my ex-husband was um, cousins with her best friend. Got it. Okay. So I had kind of been, I had followed um, her on social media. So I kind of tried to look up things in my area, but I couldn't really, I wasn't finding anything at first. I had found a, a miscarriage support group at one of the hospitals, but they weren't doing it because of COVID. And then just recently, this last month, I guess they do a virtual um, support group on um, one Thursday a month, like the third Thursday every month. And I had actually reached out to them just a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I want to start attending that. So I was going to try to start going to that. But at first there wasn't really like any much that I was finding around here um, with like miscarriage um, support groups or pregnancy, infant loss or early term or um, anything of that sort. But I had found that recently which I'm probably going to start trying to go to. But yeah, I knew about Emma's just from um, social media. And then I saw you guys had the podcast. So I started listening to that. Um, I think in like the spring, like this April, I listened to the first few episodes. And then over the summer, I started listening to all the episodes so I could get caught up to this this season. (laughs) So I would like listen to it when I would either go on walks or when I like, I don't know if you guys know what diamond art is, but I'll listen to it like while I've done diamond art. So that's kind of oh, how that's I started. Cool. I have heard of diamond um, art. Huh. And I was kind of doing, I was doing that. And then that's how I kind of started hearing about your guys's, um, more about it. Like I knew about it from social media, but I had never, I guess, known that much about it. And then recently I kind of got more into well, it. You and were, I wanted to brave I, and reached out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had actually was like that would be um, like I you know, obviously I'm all the way out in Arizona, but I was like that would be cool when I listened to you guys' podcast from last week about doing a West Coast walk. I was like that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing <laughs> is that you're on our planning 
committee for yes the west coast <laughs> yeah. arizona walk that's great <laughs> adding to list right now love that you're gonna yeah maybe you can start a emma support group yeah you can have a walk you can always come to our virtual support group yeah we too. have one also just throwing that out there yeah i saw that i thought about doing that too well we are so thankful that you reached out and shared your loss with us we don't have we need more early term losses because the moms that we hear from that do share their stories. Um, and then I'll, I'll touch base with somebody and they're like, I listen to the the few that you have, but there's not many early term losses. Cause, and I'm like, well, we need more. (laughs) Like you need to talk about it, you know, (laughs) reach out to us. Definitely. So thank you for being vulnerable today. This is going to touch a lot of women. And I, you know, I really enjoy listening to you guys and I think what you guys are doing is great. And I, I think it helps a lot of people become educated because you're right. Like a lot of people don't like to talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel like I can't find a lot of people to relate with or that want to talk about it. Um, and I think it's just because they feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that, you know, it's important to talk about so people can learn and not feel uncomfortable about yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Well, you are a brave mama. So thank you for thank you. reaching out and thanks for sharing your story with us. And thank you listeners for tuning in and stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother.